Hello, this is Collective Noun. For a high-quality program, press 1. You have pressed 2. This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Yes, welcome along to the Thursday night show. Dom, I got an email from our boss today uh, that I don't think came to you. No, I, I didn't receive it. You didn't it. get it? No, I didn't get it. Is this about my contract? Is there a... Should I be worried? Uh, no, it's not... Ex- <laughs> well, to be honest, I don't know. It's We should definitely talk about it. Oh, dear. Um, it's a bit of a weird one. <laughs> okay. Um, And depending on where we move from here, yeah. we could be in a little bit of trouble. Yeah, so, is it possible that the next two hours of this radio show could be the last collective down late night show if things don't go well? Uh, I I think they'll let us back next week, okay, regardless. Great. That's good. However, that's a relief. Uh, there <laughs> is the word that's one strike. Oh, geez. In the email, <laughs> and it's related to something you've been doing. I've been doing something, and I've got a strike for it. Uh, well, you've got a strike for us. Oh dear, I'm so sorry in advance for whatever it is that I've done. Um, we'll bring it up a little later <laughs> on and see if there's any way we can get around it. Are you sure it's appropriate for the radio? Should this chat be like with HR in the back room or something? I or? probably would be actually good <laughs> for them to be in on it. Yeah, we'll okay. contact them and get Great. them to turn on the radio at the appropriate time. Well, I'm terrified about that, but we'll get to that shortly. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. During the song then, Dom, we were just chatting about when you're a kid. Yeah. There was nothing worse yeah. than getting yelled at by your friend's parents. Yes. And that happened to you. Well, see, at a sleepover once, uh, when I was in grade four, I think it was, um, I got the full brunt of a friend's parents yelling. What um, did you do to elicit that response? So so there was about five of us for a birthday sleepover. We, we were, Everyone was playing, I think, PlayStation, and uh, my friend's mum was upstairs reading. And I went to the kitchen to get myself a glass of water. Just <laughs> so happened. To see a cake on the bench. (laughs) (laughs) Now, a rational, logical person would put two and two together and say, hey, it's my friend's birthday party. (laughs) This is probably the birthday cake for after dinner. Yeah, right. Right? But also, I Mm. think most kids would just think, like, I don't have permission to do whatever (laughs) I want in this stranger's kitchen. To be honest, going to get yourself a glass of water seems like even a bold move. I think I asked. I was like, can I I have a glass of water? And I think my friend Alex at the time said, go help yourself. And I was like, absolutely. And you're going to take that statement broadly. (laughs) I got in there and I saw a chocolate mud cake. And I probably, if it was just the mud cake, like on its own, I probably wouldn't have done anything. (laughs) However, next to the mud cake was the knife. <laughs> so you felt like and the plate. And you had no other choice. And the spoons. <laughs> what were and you I, meant to do? <laughs> well, I thought I thought they're not going to notice a little bit gone what, from right? a full cake. <laughs> yeah, well, well, what were you going to do? <laughs> patch it back together. Well, the 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 issue was. I mean, you have seen me with foods. Yeah. I I can't stop. Right. Once I start, I don't stop. If I start a block of cheese, I'm having the whole block of cheese. Yeah. Right. Uh, I ended up eating, and this is a cake that was probably for eight or nine people. Little grade four me had at least half, maybe a bit more than half of the cake. <laughs> what are you doing just sitting in the kitchen eating it? <laughs> well, I came back to my friend's play PlayStation for a bit and then asked for another glass of water because I needed more cake. <laughs> so <laughs> exactly. but what are you, how are you, are you cutting it up and having it slice by slice? Yes, yeah, because yeah. I think I'll only take a little bit. Oh, a little bit more, a yeah. little bit more. Right? And what, you just set yourself up in the kitchen. Are you standing? Uh, no, I was sitting on one of the stools in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, you're gone from your friends for yeah. 10, 15 minutes. <laughs> oh, they, look, they were pretty caught up in the game. We and you, you had no idea mm. that that 
someone could find out that you've eaten this cake. No, no, no. Once I probably was three slices in, I realized I was okay, in trouble. There's the problem. <laughs> I initially thought one quick slice. So you thought now what I have to do is get rid of the whole cake. <laughs> I got to keep going and then deny that there was ever a cake there and make them think like they're going crazy. Well, interestingly, uh, have you seen the the film Matilda? Yes. Similar to how Mrs. Trunchbull catches, I think it's Bruce eating her cake. Yeah. Uh, Alex's mum walked into the kitchen when I was on maybe my <laughs> seventh <laughs> slice of the cake. And we've all put two and two together here. It's yeah. the birthday cake, right? It's the birthday cake. Yeah. And I probably could have told that by the fact it had eight plates next to it ready yeah. to, to dish out. And she I thought just... the candles would give it away. <laughs> well, she just screams at me. She doesn't even stop. She's like, what are you doing? And I said, I'm sorry, I was hungry. And anyway, she was she was not impressed. Uh, she she gave me like a minute lecture. All my friends ran in. And what was the lecture? Uh, oh, the lecture was you don't just eat a stranger's cake. Yeah. And is that a lesson you've learned now? Is that a mistake you've made again? No, no I've never made that mistake yep. again. So I did learn my lesson. So you don't eat a stranger's cake, anything no. else? The thing I probably felt worst about was that Alex my friend on his birthday after dinner because most of the cake was gone. We just had crackers. Did you? <laughs> just like dry crackers. And was, was, that, was, was it made known to all the kids why <laughs> we were having crackers? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good Tom ate all the cake. <laughs> and, uh, and I never got invited back to Alex's place. The friendship didn't last. Dom, I also <laughs> know... From childhood um, yes. birthday parties, a story you've told previously is when you went to McDonald's parties, when all the other kids went on the playground, <laughs> like an ibis, <laughs> you would not go on the playground, but you would go around to all the uh, leftover Happy Meals and eat all the leftover chips. I would sneak to the playground first, but then I'd sneak Do you know what in. I've just discovered? Mm. You weren't invited to birthday parties in primary school, not because you weren't popular, mm. not because you didn't have friends. <laughs> it was because the parents couldn't afford it. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, you can have eight friends or one Dom. <laughs> this is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Now, Dom, I got an email to my inbox today from mm. our boss. Um, I don't know why you weren't included on this because well, there's actually a lot about you in here. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned this. You did bring this up before the show and I said, no, Ego Abel. So I didn't hear from Ego today. Uh, no emails at all. So he's intentionally left me off the senders list and I'm a bit, I'm a bit concerned as to why. Uh, well, we have an email here that I'm going to read out <laughs> and I'd like to hear your response because oh, um, there's a few things to talk about. Okay. So I've uh, printed out a hard copy. <laughs> It uh, reads, good morning, boys. Mm. It has come to Ooh, my... That's, can I just point out? Yep. Very formal for Ego. It is. Good morning, boys. That's worrying. Formal tone is not a good sign. It has come to my attention that Dom has been talking about Christmas on the show lately. <laughs> <laughs> that is true, isn't it? <laughs> well, I, I spoke last night about my love of Christmas yep. and my unhappiness that Sia was doing a Christmas But album. I think you had been Googling about Christmas as well. Yeah, there was a Google search that you read out in my Google history mm. related to Christmas. You so are... there's been a few Christmas... Christmas has been sneaking in. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the email continues. Mm. I shouldn't need to remind you that it is August <laughs> and way too early to talk about Christmas. <laughs> also, Dom's love of Christmas is weird, and we have factual evidence that we are losing listeners every time <laughs> Dom talks about Christmas carols. Now, the next well, bit is directed directly at you. Oh, uh, great. So I'm surprised that you weren't on this email <laughs> chain. Here we go. Dom, if yep. this continues, you will lose your job and have to move back in with your parents. Obviously, he doesn't listen to the show much because... I never moved out. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a threat that would affect Dom. No, no. Um, 
Uh, now, it's not all bad news, Dom, because yes. he goes on with a suggestion. Mm. I am initiating a ruling that Dom can only talk about Christmas on three occasions between now and December 1. Oh. So he hasn't ruled straight through. No, that's... It's not just like a straight through no, which would be my vote. So is that three more occasions from now? Or from now. From you now, can talk okay. about Christmas for three more occasions mm. between now and December 1. Mm. And if Dom would like to talk more about this, please yep. come over to my desk in the morning and start singing Feliz Navidad, <laughs> and I'll know what you mean. <laughs> Regards, your boss. Does That's sound a real like email. Him. Look does. at that. I'll pass that over. <laughs> that, that is written on company. I didn't Letterhead. Know he, didn't know he signed off as the boss. <laughs> I well, you mustn't get many emails from him. <laughs> Because that's how he always signs well, off okay. in my books. What, what he hasn't specified yes. is what will happen to me. Yeah, he did. If, He's, he said, uh, you'll oh, lose right. your job so and have I, to move in with your parents. <laughs> if I go over three more times at yes. Christmas, I lose my job. That's correct. <sighs> it's a serious threat. How do you feel about that? Do you um, think you can contain your Christmas references for only three uh, more times until December 1? That's what. We, we've got four months, basically, between now and December. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, so that's less, less than, than one a month. Less than one Christmas mention a month. Ego. You and you've mentioned me. Christmas three times in the last week. <laughs> so it's going to be a stretch for you. I don't know, Zach. Part of me feels like I want to be a bit of a rogue broadcaster. Yep. I mean, I know most people often do that on political matters or whatever. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to, might do but it on But you're Christmas. going to put your job at risk and possibly my job and Michael, our producer's well, well, job as well. What do you think about it? Um, I think it's not hard enough. You would have gone harder? Yeah, and I'll be writing back to him and suggesting yes. a harder punishment. I'll be appealing this, <laughs> but it's a good start. Um. Okay. Do you know what? Is he open for negotiation, do you reckon? Can uh, I push it up to four, Well, he did five? suggest that if you went over to his desk yeah, and sunk yep. Felice Navidad in the morning yeah, well, I'm not in doing the that. open office. I'm not doing that. He, he'll know what you mean. It's okay. <laughs> Don't think he will know what I mean. What do you mean? We sent you that email. <laughs> um. I. Uh, here's my guarantee to you. I will only speak about Christmas when it's appropriate to speak about no, Christmas. No, three times. All right. You got a deal. <laughs> You've got a deal. I'll give in. You, I will only bring up Christmas. Uh, what, if I bring it up three times and I want to talk about it again, can I get approval? Is there going to be a workaround? Well, we'll have to cross that bridge when we get there. <laughs> okay, but at the moment, it's looking like three. Jeez, I'm going to have to really pick my topics then. Yeah. Because, like, I, I mean, I want to talk about tinsel, right? Yeah. But is tinsel I think top tinsel three? would be the first one to cut. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I yeah. think tinsel's not top three. All right. Um, I don't know what I'm going to talk about for the next few months then. I've planned so much Christmas stories and ideas. I'm it's sad trouble. news for you, Dom. It I is. feel like the nation is rejoicing <laughs> because everyone who's driving around at this time and has their old uh. car radio fixed to this station and they can't turn it off when you start talking about Christmas, yes. they're just going to be rejoicing at the moment mm. because they know they only have three more Christmas-related chats to get through. <laughs> Between now and December 1. Okay. Well, I guess you're just going to have to put up through the three of them. Yep. And, um, and, and I guess when it gets to December, the great thing I love is that you haven't specified any limit then. <laughs> Every night's Christmas. <laughs> right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Zach, a woman in the US going back to her car to try to find her credit card, searching uh, down the side of the seats, you know, scrummaging for it, has come across something you probably would not expect to find in the passenger seat of your car. Um, a whole dead fish. A dead fish. A dead fish. In um, the back of what? Just her normal car. Just, uh, it was down the side, I think, of the passenger seat. So it's like, it, you know, we're not talking like a, 
battered fish. No, this isn't like a battered piece of barramundi. No, this is like a whole fish, eyes, tail. Do you have a fins. picture? It's a, it's a smallish fish. Pass that over. Have a look at that. It's kind of it's a fish you probably wouldn't notice straight away from looking. It looks for like it. a rotten fish. It looks quite disgusting. I think it had been there for some time. Uh, well, actually, uh, Zola, the woman who found this, said that at first she thought it was a leaf, and then yeah, she it looks touched like a leaf. it. It does look a bit like a leaf. And uh, she's been trying to figure out how it got in there. Uh, it looks like it was a prank. Does she fish? Well, she said she hasn't been to a lake um, since she even got the car. She hasn't been near water since she got the car. That's so strange. So someone's put the fish in as a bit of a prank. It's been there for a while uh, in the very... Uh, oh, her car apparently was parked on the street, so it was quite a hot car. And uh, it had started to stink out the car, and then she stumbled upon the fish. Oh, my goodness. Mm. I can imagine that... When you lose something in your car yes. and you're f- putting your hand down underneath the seat, mm. you know, and you've got like, you know, you're looking for your credit card or the coin you drop down there yeah. to pull out a fish. Not what you want. It would be quite confusing. <laughs> and look, I mean, can we all just agree when you, you know, pulling a bit of a joke on a friend, there is a line that you can cross. Yeah, that one's, that that's one's not funny. <laughs> no, that, that's not funny. That's just a bit disgusting. Because a rotten fish yes. in your car mm. would be disgusting. It's it's not fun. And, and that's what we want to know. On 131060, what stunk out your car? Just like the fish in this instance, what was in your car? What got into your car? What what maybe was spilt in your car that stunk out the whole place? I think with these stories, they're often things that the smells around for a while yes. and you can't figure out where it's coming from. You you The first thing you notice is the smell. And then it's like probably like a, in a CSI episode, how it takes them maybe a week or so to actually solve the crime. You realize there's a crime, but you don't solve it for a week or two. This happened to my wife when we were dating. Mm. Um, we were like 18 years old, yeah. and her car just started to stink, <laughs> kind of like vomit, to be honest. Right? Uh, had you uh, done the fish prank? Uh, I hadn't done the fish <laughs> prank at that stage. <laughs> we had just started dating, and I don't know if we'd be married at this stage <laughs> if I had done that. Yeah, right. What we did find yeah. was exploded under her seat was an ice break, like an ice coffee that her friend, we had to go through like a whole list of friends who had been in the car. And you know, like when someone realizes, like they remember they've done it, they're like, (laughs) oh, I actually remember I put that under the car and it was in the middle of summer, like 30 degrees and it swelled up to a point that it exploded. (laughs) That's awful. That's... Look, I mean, anyone who's listened to the show would know I'm a big fan of milk, but milk has to be... Cool. There's a turning point, there, isn't it? There is a turning point. Milk can become a villain very quickly in the piece. Uh, what she did do is buy some like carpet, uh, carpet uh, cleaner. Okay, right. And she gave that to uh, my girlfriend as a gift. Right. However, I feel like the damage had been done. Uh, no, that's not enough. <laughs> You've got to pay the $200 for the full car detailing and cleaning. No one was 18. Stage. No one had $200. Uh, well, you shouldn't have put the ice break in the car. That's the that's fault. <laughs> Uh, 131060, what stunk out your car? Daniel's in camera. Daniel, what stunk out the car? Um, so basically we uh, bought some frozen bait to go fishing with and uh, we left the frozen pack of prawns in the car for two or three weeks without realising it. it was the middle of summer, so uh, they were pretty, yeah, pretty messed up. Anyone would know who has had prawns before. Yes. Uh, disposing of them in the best case scenario... <laughs> yep can be smelly situation, let alone cooped up in a car for weeks. Well, I know that uh, when we'd have prawns at Christmas lunch, uh, there was a bit of a system where they would be uh, put in multiple rubbish <laughs> bags. So the bag would go on, so, kind of like a babushka doll scenario. You'd put bags in bags in bags and then a lot of Glen 20 to try to seal it off. I know a lot of people who will just put the rubbish back in the freezer. <laughs> until the um, until the rubbish comes, oh, and, and then, then they'll run out at the last minute, <laughs> the morning of, yeah, and chuck it in the bin. <laughs> so 
It's not a bad idea. Uh, Tim is in Tasmania. Tim, what stunk out your car? Uh, well, I was driving along thinking, um, drinking an iced coffee and put it down beside me mm. and then grabbed, thought I grabbed the same bottle. And, <laughs> oh, uh, no, Tim. Yeah, so I grabbed an old bottle that had been in there for God knows how long. Oh, Tim. And just swallowed on it because it was cold. And, it, you know, it's cold down here as it is. Yeah. And, yeah, so that was that and had to pull over and spew. And as I did that, I threw the bottle in the back of the car and completely forgot about it until about a week later. Oh, Tim, it, it, everywhere. Got, it got you twice. Yeah. Oh. I did it to myself, too. I've got no one to blame, unfortunately. Oh, oh wow. That is so funny that you'd put it down. Yeah. And kids, you can imagine yes. if it was like in a movie and you'd see a shot of him with his hand and you'd see both the bottles. <laughs> And he'd be, you know, like you're feeling around in the dark. Yeah, he'd be like, yeah, yep, yeah. here it is. Yeah. And he's got one from two weeks ago. <laughs> oh. Tim, what I'd like to know is, do you have a habit of just putting ice breaks <laughs> down beside you, do you, in the car? Oh, I put everything in the car, mate. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I mean, look, and clearly you don't finish them either. Do you know what I mean? Because if you'd finished the iced coffee, there wouldn't have been any problem at all. Yeah, or if I've got the ones that you can actually see through. Yes, that's, that's probably true. You would have been able to see through and see that the milk had turned. You would have seen that it's gone bad. And, I think it's interesting that uh, we've only got men calling for this. That, what, do you think women are more responsible with their cars? I think that's what we're <laughs> determining here, that guys are a little more messy. This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. This is Collective Nouns Out of Context News. Making Out of Context News tonight, Niall Horan got to meet Captain Feathersword from the Wiggles. He's my favourite singer-artist of all time. Without, without a doubt, my favourite. Uh, so to be in that close of contact is something pretty cool. Also, Pete Evans doesn't think people should watch his new paleo movie. There's better things to do with your time, like mm. spend it with your family. You know, I'm all for the social interaction. Or, or just go out for a walk or, or drawing or something. And Donald Trump's doctors have been working on his kidney stone. They've been trying to get rid of it for 40 years. They've been trying to get in a position where they mm-hmm. can do things. I had it passed last week. This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Zach, you pretty regularly on this show uh, pull some pranks on me. It's a, it's a pretty common theme. Uh, yeah. I can think of a couple. I wouldn't say it was a common well, theme. there's been more hidden cameras this year than I think there should have been. I'll put it that way. I can only think of two occasions. What have you got? Um, I hid in the <laughs> cupboard next to the yep. coffee machine. Yes. With an air horn. <laughs> yeah, and then burst out and uh, blast the air horn at me. Yeah, that's true. Um, we put a smoke machine... <laughs> This is the one that I was thinking of. Under the radio desk, so yes, you would think that the desk had overheated and was about to catch on fire. <laughs> and I did run straight out of the studio with not much concern for you, I'll be honest. Yeah, you I, left me here. <laughs> I apologise for that. Just show how I react. Well, we did show up to your house last Monday. Yes. Um, and make me do a Ninja Warrior course. But that wasn't so much like you said that you were going to do that. That's not really a prank. But the point is, often now when things go wrong in my life, I well, Your instinct is to think it was a prank. Zach set this up. Oh, uh, okay. Zach told my girlfriend to break up with me. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is a great one, Zach. Yeah. No, but today something occurred to me in the shower, actually, that yeah. made me think, oh, Zach's gone too far this time. What right. happened? So I'm going to tell you what actually happened first. Yeah. And then I'll reveal to you what I thought had happened. Yep. What actually happened. What actually happened was I got in the shower, um, started up the shower and was, was enjoying that when the water started like spurting and then turned brown. Right. <laughs> now what actually happened was there was a water outage in my area. Yep. Um, and you know, sometimes when there's water outage, the bore water will kind of get through and you get like dirty water coming through the pipes a bit. Okay. So that's what actually happened. Right. I was, I was showering in bore water. 
Now, my thought process was as I was standing in the shower showering. When it turned brown, I thought, Zach switched the pipes in my house. Oh, <laughs> it, it, was, <laughs> it was sewerage. My first thought was, Zach's put the sewerage into the shower. What type of prank do you think I would pull? <laughs> well, oh, this will get him. It'll give him a waterborne disease. <laughs> oh, he's gone to hospital. <laughs> Prank. Looking around for the hidden cameras, <laughs> waiting for you to pop out of the linen cupboard and be like, "Got you, got you." We uh, re- <laughs> we we changed the piping in your house. You replumbed. <laughs> yeah, no, and and this has made me think that maybe this dynamic Zach has gotten a little bit extreme now that I've started to think that you'd be capable of a prank quite like uh, yeah, that. Yeah, we're not getting plumbers in. <laughs> So that's a, that's a golden rule I can go off in future. If it involved plumbing, it wasn't yes, you. Yes, that's right. Great. I'm glad to be saving that. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Reviewing tonight's romance from around the country, this is Rate Your Date. For ages, you've been able to rate your Airbnbs, your Ubers, your Netflix shows. But mm. now, with a piece of technology that we've invented. That's right. The Taylor Swift Spectrum. You can now... Rate your date. How does it work, Dom? So 131060, if you have been on a date this evening, give us a call, describe your date to us. We'll put that into the machine and it will spit out a star rating uh, of your evening, of your date. Based on one of Taylor Swift's songs. Well, this this is the thing. Taylor Swift has written about the whole spectrum of love from, mm-hmm. you know, the good bits to the bad bits to the bits in between. So it's the, is this the most accurate love rating system out there at the moment? On yeah, the market? I think the other one is that robot uh, from the Australian dating show in the 80s. Do you remember that? <laughs> I can't say I do remember that. I don't remember it either. That's why I can't remember its name. But I know there was a robot that rated romance. Well, it's out of the picture now because the Taylor Swift <laughs> Spectrum's in charge. And that's what happens. Technology updates. So Dana in Melbourne is our first uh, person having the date rated this evening. Dana, give us a bit of uh, info about your date. What, what did you do? He tried to kiss you and you rejected the kiss, Diana? Yeah, because it's just like, it was just the wrong, like, it wasn't the vibe. It was like, like The Bachelor the other night, Dom. Yes, yeah, just like The Bachelor the other night. And, uh, well, like, that doesn't sound like a good date. We'll put it into the system, Zach. Uh, just typing this away. See what we get here. We got... Oh, Ooh, one star. A one star rating. Dana, would you agree with that rating? 100%. Yeah. It's an accurate system. What it do we is. say? The technology's off to a great start tonight. It was, it's great for our computer. Not yep. so good for the date. No, not great for the date. <laughs> uh, Samantha in Newcastle, tell us about your date. Well, we went to a really, really nice restaurant about half an hour in. Mm. He got a little bit more comfortable and started talking while he was eating and <laughs> all of his food just spat all over me. Oh. Uh, okay, Samantha. And how, what number date was this? Was this the first date? Where was this? Sorry? What, how many dates have you been on with him? Uh, this is the first. The first oh. date. And okay. Samantha, has it permanently stained your clothing, do you think? Uh, nothing. A bit of bleach can't get out. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, oh, good attitude. That, but, that's uh, good attitude. You shouldn't have to bleach anything after a date. <laughs> You'd hope not. Um, okay. So that's a uh, first date. The guy started eating, was talking while eating. Yeah, Spat food over Samantha. Let's see what the computer thinks of this. Okay. Who? Two okay, stars. A step up a from step the up. Uh, denied kiss. Would you agree with that, Samantha? Does two stars seem about right? 
Oh, I've definitely got bad blood with him now. Okay, well, you know what? Taylor's done it again. The good news is you've got the bleach to get out the bad blood. (laughs) So we're halfway there. Uh, We've got Zachary in Newcastle uh, to wrap this up. Zachary, tell us about your date tonight. Um, My date was pretty good. Um, Took my partner out to a um, nice Italian restaurant in town. And then after that, went back to a friend's house and um, just... Talk crap for the rest of the night. That was pretty, pretty okay, good. good. That was pretty good, Dom. Good Put it food, in the machine. Good what? conversation. Ooh, the, I wonder what the machine's going to do with this. I couldn't count how many there was. That was four stars. Four stars. Four stars is what the computer's saying. Would you agree with that, Zach? It's a really good date with a little bit of room to move. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So accurate system we've got there, Zach. It's, uh, it's nailed all three of them, I reckon, the Taylor Swift Spectrum. And I like that we can go out on a high, Dom. That's true. And although we hear about some bad dates, <laughs> yes. we remember mm. that love is still achievable. Isn't it? <laughs> well, Zach in Newcastle <laughs> is a symbol to all of us. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. You can find us on Twitter as well, Dom, which Erin mm. Parks has done. And she sent us through a news article I feel like you're going to find very interesting. Okay. The headline reads, Cheese triggers the same part of brain as hard drugs, study finds. (laughs) See, I knew this was cheese related. We've been talking a lot of cheese lately on the show. And my, my, I guess at this stage you could say problem with cheese. Yeah, you have an addiction that you're trying to get over. This study finds, though, Dom, that you might actually have a legitimate addiction. Is this like, can you tell me what what publication has reported this? How scientifically backed up is this? Independent.co.uk. Oh, the independent's actually pretty, I think that's pretty legitimate. Okay, it says, cheese contains a chemical found in addictive drugs, scientists have found. Mm. Uh, The substance, which is present in all dairy products, can trigger the brain's opioid uh, receptors, which are linked to addiction. How do you feel about that? So you're telling me I'm a cheese junkie. Is this what's coming out of this? The reality that, that, that of everything you can go off the rails with in life, I've gone off the rails on cheese. <laughs> is, that, is that what my life has well, become? To be honest, that's probably one of the better things to go off the rails for. But oh, you sh- I guess you shouldn't go off the rails for anything. You shouldn't go off the rails for anything. Um, I guess the first step is always admitting you do have a problem. Yep. I think I've done that on this show quite comprehensively. Well, would you like to be yeah. a positive voice for cheese addiction? What do you mean? What do you mean? You're not making me the face of some campaign, well, if are you? they're saying that no. cheese has the same oh. addictive qualities as drugs, yes. that means that like they do anti-drug ads, Zach. we should do an anti-cheese ad. I've already put it in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> so if you can just hit that button. Cheese addiction is real and it's dangerous. This has led to three weeks of... An unhealthy cheese binge. Cheese is, is most of my diet at the moment. Do you or someone you know find it hard to stop at just one slice? Uh, give me my cheese in a block, thank you. Do you thank know you. someone <laughs> who hides their cheese consumption from those around them? Do you know what I mean? I, I, I hide it. I think it's a little bit shameful, but I'm constantly drawn to it. These people it, are addicted to cheese and need help. Four kilos worth of cheese in three weeks. Remember, <laughs> you can do better than the cheddar. Well, what you're hearing now, Australia, is rock bottom. <laughs> no, you're helping, Dom. No. You're I helping. I don't want you're to be. You're a part of the solution. <laughs> I don't want to be the face of this campaign. <laughs> That's not something I want. Don't suffer in silence, Dom. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? I'm checking myself into rehab. <laughs> With your help, I can get through this, Zach. <laughs> 
Uh, that is all we have time for on the show tonight. I guarantee you, no cheese this weekend. I'm having a cheese-free weekend. Good on you, mate. And um, you'll stumble upon, yes. across me in a gutter Saturday night. Call me if you relapse. <laughs> with mozzarella all around me. <laughs> uh, if you want to hear the full show back, you can search for Collective Noun on iTunes. Download it there. Um, good shot, by the way. You just threw the piece of paper into the bin. That was across the room. That Thank was you. impressive. We'll see you uh, Monday at 11. Bye. That's all from Collective Noun. Grab podcasts and videos online on Facebook at Collective Noun Comedy.